Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Well, it's good to be here with you today. Uh, if you would, take your Bibles and turn to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 as we finish our series today on the tongue. Has this blessed you, this, this, uh, this me- these messages that we've been doing, me and Pastor John, together? By the way, he's, him and Miss Ann send their love to you today. They are in... Um, I never can keep up with them. Marble Falls. They're in Marble Falls, Texas this morning, reaching with Pastor Roxanne. Y'all remember Pastor Roxanne and Miss Deb who come here and minister? And uh, so they're there with them. They're also in, down in Lacoste with Pastor Keith, uh, James, and his wife, Kim, who we sent out of here, I don't know, several months ago. They're doing very well down there. It's, Lacoste is just right 10, 15 minutes from San Antonio, Texas. So they're suffering for the Lord and the beautiful uh, South Texas Hill Country, so we'll keep praying for them. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, I also want to announce, just in case nobody's heard yet, but Cornerstone Worship Center is moving locations. June 1st, we'll be doing our first service at Dow Middle School. We will no longer be in this building as this building has sold. We sold it actually a couple years ago, but our lease is up at the end of May, and we'll be holding our Sunday morning services at 1010 at Dow Middle School. It's on the corner of Ridge and Virginia. So you might want to mark that down. We're really excited. That is, the, that is a, a big step for us, but it's just a temporary step until we get our building built. All right? We're going there, heading toward our new place. Amen? Amen. It's going to be a little different flavor. We actually will not be holding Sunday night services there as we're not allowed to by the school district because I guess they have to be preparing for for school the next day. And so that's why uh, we're just suspending that until we get into our new building. And so for now, we're on Sunday nights, we'll be doing life groups, or we uh, have several homes that are open up where we're doing uh, uh, small group Bible studies and fellowships together. And I'm so excited about that new venture for our church and what, what God's going to do. I tell you what, I, just as a, a member of many of you know several churches over the past few years and, and being in ministry, I have found that life groups, those small groups, are the, one of the most effective things a church can have. They're, 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 the, they're the backbone, they're the structure of the church because this is where people build relationships. It's hard for you to build a relationship with one another right here in this room. It's just hard for you to do it. Uh, but when you're sitting in a room with five or seven people, things can get personal. <laughs> and so those are wonderful times for you to, to, if, you know, to have needs met and, and build relationship, get to know people and, and just have great fellowship together. And we also have used those times to break down in, into the word and, and dig deep into some various subjects. And so I'm, I want to encourage all of you to be a part of that on Sunday nights at, at six o'clock when we, when we start that. But uh, we're not gone yet. We're still here. So all right, we're going we're gonna to get there. I'm so excited about what God is doing in this church and this ministry, and I'm so glad that you're here because uh, it wouldn't exist without you. And I just want to say that we love you very much and are excited to be going into the future with you together. All right, as, uh, what did I say? Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Now, I just want to give a, a, a small recap over the last three weeks, what we've been talking about. If you've, not, if you've missed some of these services, you can get the CD back there. The CD's in the back there, $3 a piece, and they're titled The Tongue. And uh, verse 30, or chapter 30 of verse 19 here of Deuteronomy says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, 
Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. And what we talked about when, uh, two weeks ago uh, out of this is that we took the aspect of, of sowing and reaping, that, that it's very important what you say because we've, we're, your words are seeds. Your words are seeds. And the Bible teaches us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that, that, uh, eat, uh, that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So we understand that we sow the seeds, our words are seeds that bring fruit into our life. And if you're talking death, and if you're talking destruction, if you're talking divorce in your marriage, if you're talking hopelessness, if you're talking depression, that is the fruit that you will eat in your life. On the other hand, if you're talking life, if you're talking peace and joy and keeping your attitude right, keeping your thoughts right, saying the right thing, even though you're not feeling the right thing at the moment, but you continue to declare what God says about you, that Jesus came to give you life and that more abundantly, and you're not going to settle for anything less until you see it in your life and you talk about that, then that is the fruit that you will eat. You are ultimately responsible for the words that you say. Nobody else can do it for you. And like I said last week, it's, it's easy to just set up at the house and be a victim and blame it on certain ethnic groups and blame it on politicians and blame it on the economy and blame it on mama and blame it on Uncle Fred. But it doesn't really matter. What it really comes down to is what are you saying because what you're talking about is, what your, is the direction your life is going. The tongue is there guiding you. And we talked about how that tongue is a little rudder. James likened it to a rudder on a ship, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, some later, but, but this little rudder guides this massive ship and this little tongue right there, that member in your mouth guides your life. Where your tongue is going, your life is going. Amen. Amen. And pastor John talked about how the, the tongue, the reason no man can tame the tongue is because the tongue is connected to feelings. It's connected to your emotions. And he called it the zebra in your head, right? Like you can break a zebra and you can ride a zebra for a day, one day at a time. When that zebra goes to sleep that night, it wakes up just as wild as it was the day before you broke it. And so you have to do it again. And that's very much like your tongue. You can control it, but you can control it one day at a time. And you have to be, and to be a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Aren't you glad for that, that you didn't have to work for that? You just believe that Jesus' work was enough for you. Huh? But to be a disciple of Christ, you're going to have to control what you say and not to just say anything, not just say always how you feel because how many of you know you're not always feeling that great? Huh? I know when I got up this morning and looked out that rainy day, I felt like going back to bed. Amen. But you would have really missed out if I would have done that. So, But you control it. And it's... Uh, and it's so important, uh, you know, you might, if, were to, if you were to ask someone who has the power of life and death, they might say God or, 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 or the devil or maybe both of them. But the Bible teaches us that death and life, like, G, like God says right here, are in Proverbs 18, 21, where is death and life? In the power of the tongue. So important. And nobody's going to, you're not going to believe anybody more than you believe your own words. Amen. So it's very important what you're saying. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we talked about this sowing and reaping. 
is sowing and reaping. The sower sows the word. And those that hear the word, when that word falls on good ground, according to Mark chapter 4, when the word falls on good ground, good ground is those that hear the word, accept it or take ownership. They receive it into their life. And then they bear fruit. The way that you bear fruit of the word of God is to say what God is saying. Amen. To see the God kind of results in your life, you have to say what God is saying. Amen. Amen. Now, God gives us a wonderful hint here. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, he says, I lay before you life and death, blessing and cursing. God is passing on knowledge right here. He's passing on information to us. Amen. And it says, blessing and cursing. Therefore, what? Choose life. Huh? It's hard to believe that somebody would choose death and cursing. But it must be true if God is having to hone us in on this detail, this one little hint here. Choose life. The life that Jesus came to give us. Life and that more abundantly. The truth is, it's all in Jesus Christ. Life is in Him. When you choose Jesus, you get life. And this word for life is actually a big word. It means life, prosperity, and happiness. How many in this room could use some of that today? Huh? Yeah. Choose life, prosperity, and happiness. So, And you get that. By the words that you say. So your speech then goes along with your choice. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 2 says, You are snared by the words of your mouth. Oh, what a thought. You're snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. See, you can say that I don't believe, I don't believe in paying taxes. But you're going to pay taxes. And if you don't, you're going to go to jail, and then you're going to pay them anyway. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they that love it, in Proverbs 18, 21, they that love it, that is the power of the tongue, they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So what you love to talk about, that's the fruit that you're going to eat. So not only are you snared by that word that you, that you put out here, but that word, you're, you're going to keep having that word. Because remember what we said, inside the fruit is more seed. Most of the time, it's several seeds inside that fruit. And, inside, and, and, and all that is potential for more fruit. And then the, one, the more fruit comes in, then the more seed that comes. That's, God works exponentially. And whatever it is that you're sowing, that's exactly what you're going to reap. Because God set it up from the very beginning that, that whatever re, it reproduces after its own kind, whatever, whatever is in the seed is in the fruit. Right? You cannot sow apple seeds and expect to get oranges. You will get apples when you sow apple seeds. You'll get oranges when you sow orange seeds. Amen. So because, it, uh, because of this fact, it's inside the fruit, then you're going to get more fruit. And so it's important what you're saying. I mean, if a person is saying, I don't want to be sick. I'm tired of being sick, man. I'm so, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be broke. I don't, I don't need it. What are they going to be? Sick and broke because that's all they talk about. Huh? Like I talked about last week, the girl that keeps finding herself with loser boyfriends because she says, I don't want to be with another loser. I don't want to be with another loser. I don't want another loser in my life, but that's all that she attracts. Huh? Because her words are taking her there. They're snaring her. They're trapping her. So it's just not from the words you're... It's not just from the words that you're saying. It's from what you're thinking. All of this rolls together. And we'll, we'll do it later on a renewing of the mind series and talking about how to get your thoughts in order. But, but really, the main thing to get your thoughts in order is by what you say. You can't try to think better thoughts, but huh? you have to make your mind think something different by what you say. See, a lot of people have it backwards. I just say what I think. I just say whatever's on my mind. That's the problem, bonehead. Shut your mouth. You're out of control. 
That's why your life is out of control. Huh? Stop saying what you think all the time. Amen. Say what's right. Say what God says and make your mind begin to think that way. Hallelujah. You really can control your thoughts. You don't have to be a victim to just whatever happens. Amen. God has put this power in your tongue. How many of you already knew before we got into this series that you already had that power? Huh? How many of you already knew that you, that you had, a, but that your words, you knew, you've said things out there that you wish to God you hadn't said. As soon as they came out of your mouth, you're, oh, 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 you're chasing down those words as quickly as possible. I was in McDonald's a few years ago and made the horrible mistake of asking this woman when her baby was due. I was getting coffee. I was just trying to make conversation. I was a student at Christ for the Nations, and, and there's a McDonald's there on campus. And I said, well, when's that baby due? You know? No thought. Well, she shouldn't have been wearing a maternity shirt. I don't know why she was wearing a maternity shirt. It looked like a maternity shirt anyway. Right, what do I know? But the truth is, she said, I'm not. I ain't. <laughs> Keep the coffee. I'm out of here. You know? You just wish somehow all oh, those words can snare you. Huh? But at the same time, you know that you've said words that have got you out of trouble too. Huh? They've got you out of trouble. It reminds me of that little grocery store worker. A woman came up to him and she said, I've been shopping here for, for many years, and I'd, I'd like to ask you a question. Can I, can I just buy a half a head of lettuce? That's all I need. He said, half a head of lettuce? She said, I just, all, all I need is a half a head of lettuce. And so he said, uh, I don't think we can do that. She said, well, why don't you go talk to the manager? I put enough money in this store. Okay, ma'am. So he made his way up to the front. Sure enough, there was a manager up there. He said, sir, this maniac of a woman is asking me the stupidest question if she can buy half a head of lettuce. And as he's saying it, the manager's going, Obviously, the woman had followed him up there without him knowing. So he just simply turned around and said, and this nice lady wants to buy the other half. <laughs> Words get you out of trouble. <laughs> well, so it's James chapter 3, verse 2. Let's look at this for a moment. Now, now, I want to just give you a little uh, um, warning here. It's not a big thing, but James is taking us, give, James is going to take us down a negative track here, okay? James chapter 3, verse 2. He's going to take us down a negative track to teach us a positive thing. The Bible does that from time to time. And so, just to set that up for you, teach us a positive truth. So, his, here it says, For in many things we offend all. Now, if we break this down, look at, at the Greek, it's real encouraging. It says, in many ways, we fall into sin or fail in our duty. How many of you are blessed by that? Huh? That's a little depressing, isn't it? In many ways, we sin, we fall into sin or fail in our duty. If any man, does that say, does that say any man? Are there any man in here? Is, is, is that the same as Whosoever? Huh? Come on, raise your hand if you're a whosoever in this room. If any man or if whosoever offend not in word, or if any man fall not into sin in his words. Hmm. 
The same is a what? A perfect man. If he's able to not sin with his words, he's a perfect man. Now, I want to break this word down. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. The word perfect here means complete, full, wanting nothing, able to finish the goal and complete the purpose. Complete, full, wanting nothing, able to finish the goal and complete the purpose. How many of you know that we're all in a race today? So what is our goal? To obtain that prize, right? So, th- so this, is what, this is what James is saying. If you will not sin in your mouth, you'll watch what you're saying. You will finish the course. You will accomplish the goal. You will fulfill your purpose. You will be complete, full, and wanting nothing. That's big stuff, isn't it? How many of you believe today that it's very important what you say? Hmm? Bible calls you a perfect person if you're able to keep this mouth talking right. The same is a complete man. Also able to bridle. Let's go to the next. Oh, no, that's it. That's it. Also able to bridle the whole body. The word bridle here means restrain or control his whole body. And whole body means whole person. Now, we're going to look at all this. This is incredible. He's able to restrain or control his whole person. So, if you will not sin in word, you're able to govern or control your whole person. Does that include your mind? Does that include your emotions? Does this include your attitudes? Is this all part of your whole person? Does that include your health? Does that include your finances? Your relationships? Your will? Huh? If you do offend in word, well, look at verse 3. Then he begins to give us an example of what it's like. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. So you're able to turn around your whole life. Listen to this. You ever watched uh, horse racing? You ever watched the, the uh, triple, uh, what, what is all that stuff called? Triple crown, all those three races. You ever, you ever, you ever seen a, a, a really, really tall and big jockey on a horse? Hmm? They go out to the circus and they find these small people. And they throw them on the back of this big animal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they find short people. Huh? And they put, them on, they put them on this massive, this strong, this beast of muscle and sinew and speed. They strip that little guy. Or they don't strap him on. They just say, get on there and hold on and, uh, and win this race so I can get a lot of money. And this little guy is able to govern and restrain this horse. How? Because, because he's so much more powerful than the horse? Huh? How is he able to do it? That little bridle in that horse's mouth keeps that horse under control. And that little guy can control that thing. Listen yeah. to me. You can turn your life around, your situation, where your life is going. It might seem rather large right now, and your words might seem rather small. But don't forget, it's the rudder that moves the ship. It's the bridle that controls the horse. And it's your tongue that controls your life. You can turn it around. Everybody say, I can turn it around. 
want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you can turn it around. Huh? You can speak new words and send your life in a new direction. Man, that, that's got to be good news for somebody in this room today. Huh? You can speak new words and send your life in a whole new direction. Yeah. Why, our words, though, they, they seem so small compared to everything else in our life. And I think it's because we say so many of them a day, especially the, the lady folk in the house. I'm not being mean. I'm just being truthful here. I, mean, I go over to Heather and say, let's go to La Madeline's for lunch. Do they have chicken fried steak over there? They have double cheeseburgers, honey? And so we go in this little frou-frou place, you know, where all the little frou-frous are ordering their food. And, and it's incredible. Like, we'll sit down at the table, and it, I always say I'm in a hen house whenever I, 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 I sit down to eat in a place like that, because everywhere, all I hear is talking, and I'm wondering the whole time while I'm eating, who is listening? Everybody's talking. Who's doing the listening in this room today? Huh? Women love to communicate. Amen. Everybody say we love our ladies. <laughs> I need to just go on, don't I? All right, how, how great a forest a little, a little fire kindles. Look at this, further on. Let's, let's, let's go on down to verse 5. Even so the tongue is a, how, is what? Little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire can. Y'all been watching the news about these fires in California? Huh? It's bad. It's not good. I mean, the, the fire is just eating up the land. You've seen forest fires and how, and, and how one, a lot of times one little spark from a campfire or, or, or a careless uh, disposal of a cigarette Start something so massive, just one little thing can bring destruction to 250,000 acres in just a matter of time, as well as people's lives, people's homes. One small thing. Are you getting this today? Yeah. And the Bible says in verse 6, look at this, the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defiles what? the whole body, and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Isn't, aren't you all encouraged by this verse here this morning? Huh? Let's keep going. Let's keep reading this. It's so good. Every, for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath, tamed, hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. See, it's just this natural thing. The tongue naturally wants to be mean. It naturally just wants to say the rudest stuff. Huh? I mean, any minute, right, you can lose control and just go on a cussing fit. Huh? You could. So you got you to you keep it under wraps. You got to keep that thing in it. Keep that bridle in that horse's mouth. Keep turning that rudder, even though that ship's trying to go another. You keep turning. Huh? I had a pastor out in San Angelo used to say when him and his wife... Uh, Got in a fight. He said, I just go outside and cuss in tongues. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> just give it to the Holy Spirit. 
Do whatever you can to say the right thing. But the tongue can no man tame. Let's go to the next one. This is good. Therefore, therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. What, how sad it is for believers to be in church, their hands lifted high, blessing the name of Jesus, and looking out the corner of their eyes at somebody that they hate. Oh, I worship you, Lord. Stand and look at the dress that won't go on. Huh? Come on, this is a common thing, though. It's something that we got to watch out for. You think God's blessed by that? You think, you think you're fooling God? Huh? Because, like Pastor John talked about last week, we are made in the image of God. Huh? Can't say you love God and then treat His image a different way. Let's go on. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not so to be. King James has a way to say it. It shouldn't happen is what it's saying. This should not happen. A true disciple is going to watch what they're saying. You can choose Jesus and not take advantage of the benefits except when you die. You just go to heaven. You can choose Jesus for salvation and not accept any of the benefits. Just live your life and let your tongue do whatever and then show up in heaven and have no rewards to speak of. Matthew 12, 26, Jesus gives us a stern warning here, though. It says, every idle word, that is, the word idle here means insincere, false, and unprofitable. Insincere, false, and insincere means to speak one thing and mean another. Hmm? Listen, believers, we're, this is not, that's not in our nature to do that, to speak one thing and mean another. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, We also having the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. It's important that you're saying what you believe, right? That's, that's our standard as believers, not to say one thing and mean another. That is to be at church and talking about how you're healed and blessed, and then you go home and say, I can't afford it. My gosh, I'm sick, I'm broke, I'm busted, I'm disgusted. Huh? It can't happen. It can't happen. You've got it's it's one way. We have the spirit of faith. I believe, and therefore I speak. Yeah. Amen. Huh? Not I see, and therefore I speak. Not necessarily I hear, and therefore I speak. Huh? I believe. What are we believing here today? We believe what the Word of God says. Therefore, we speak what God says. Praise God. By your words, you will be justified. Justified here means to recognize. And you will be able to claim what is yours. Isn't that a powerful thought? Recognize and you'll be able to claim what's yours. And by your words, you'll be condemned. That is, judged, have sentence passed upon you. I don't know if that's, hope that doesn't scare you today, but if it needs to, then let it. Amen. By your words, you'll be condemned. Judged or have sentence passed upon you. Listen, if, if that scares you, then make a shift today. Change what you say. You can, you can do it right now. It doesn't matter what's happened before. Change today. Start saying a different thing today. Amen. Listen, I'm not talking about the occasional slip-up of the tongue. I'm talking about the spirit of your life here. huh? What the fruit that's coming, the seeds that are going out, it's so important to get them full of the Word of God. See, when David said, and we can all learn a lesson from this. I'm, gonna, I'm about to close up here. David said, when evil is before me, I put my hand over my mouth. Hmm? 
See, when the pressure's on, you have an option at this moment. Are you going to break? Are you going to bend? Are you going to give in and let that tongue say whatever it wants to? Are you going to pull that bridle back? Are you going to put that hand over that mouth? You might even have to literally do that. Grab a hold of that tongue and keep it quiet. Do whatever you have to do. Amen. Huh? Don't break under the pressure. When evil's before you, when your opportunity is here. Huh? You want to say things like, why is this happening to me? Why is God allowing this? Come on. Huh? This isn't working. I don't understand it. It's not fair. Huh? You're giving in. Put that hand over that mouth. When evil's there, and don't become a participator of it. Speak what's right. Speak what's good. Speak the word. Speaking of speaking the word, I would like at this moment, you can go ahead and shut the camera off, Toby. I want just to have a personal time with everyone here. If you would, if you wouldn't mind, everybody... If you would just get up out of your seats and come right down here to this front. Everybody's standing up in this area. We're going to look at these screens, and I want to make sure that you can read what we're, because uh, uh, I want you to be able to say this out loud, all right? We're going to do an exercise together, all right? Now listen, this is something that I do every day. Are you hearing me? This is something I do, so I just type this up. I want you to see how important it is to get the Word of God in your mouth and start your day off with God on your mind and God in your mouth. Are you hearing me today? Come on up. If y'all want to, just kind of, these guys are behind the screen. There's no way they can see that. Y'all, can y'all bunch up here in the center? Don't be afraid of each other. Huh? All right. And I want us all to read this out loud. This is a few slides. Just stay with me here. Listen to me. What are we doing today? We're exercising. Huh? Your tongue's going to be like, I'm getting tired. But just keep exercising, all right? Stay with me here. We're going to go through this. I want you to pronounce these. Listen to me. I'm going to give you some words here today. And a lot of these are... I'm, now, we will not quote the scripture references there. We'll just pass over those parentheses, okay? We're going to do this together. And if you want a copy of this, I have a few copies made. I don't know if I have enough for everybody. But first come, first serve. And then, and if you need some, we'll get some more for you later on, okay? The copy ran out of paper this morning. So I do apologize for that. So, but here, listen to me. While we're reading this today, get your faith out there. Get your faith out there and expect this kind of thing to be happening in your life. All right? Let's, we're going we're gonna to get the rudder and we're going to start turning our life today. All right? We're going to start turning that rudder today. Everybody, together, we're going to read. Go. I declare today that I am in Christ and Christ is in me. Because I am in Christ, I am a new creation. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And because Christ is in me, I have victory over the enemy. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I choose to believe God today and walk by faith in his word. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. In walking by faith, I please God. 
I receive the promises of God into my life today. And it's by these promises that I experience the reality of the life that God has for me. I will not be afraid, for it is my Father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. I have not been given the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. He has given me richly all things to enjoy. I have received all things that pertain to life and godliness. I have the advantage wherever I go and in whatever I do. Because I am seated in heavenly places with Christ. God has set before me an open door. And whatever door God opens, no man can shut it. I am surrounded by the shield of God's favor. I have favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Christ became a curse for me, so I am blessed with the blessing of Abraham through Jesus Christ. I am loved by God, and His perfect love casts out fear. His love covers a multitude of sins. Because I am loved by God, I choose to love others. I choose to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to wrath. I choose to forgive and to let it go. I choose to prefer others before me. I am a peacemaker. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I shall condemn. No evil shall befall me, and no plague shall come near my dwelling. I am established in righteousness and am far from oppression and terror, for it shall not come near me. Sin does not reign over me, for I am not under the law, but under grace. I lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets me, and I choose to run with endurance the race that is set before me with my eyes on Jesus, the author and the... I told you we were exercising. I receive an abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. Therefore, I reign in life through Jesus Christ. I choose what Jesus came to give to me, life and that more abundantly. I open my ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to me and live under His influence in my life. He will guide me into all truth. The same Spirit that raised my Lord Jesus from the dead lives in me. I have an anointing abides in me. Yes, because I am anointed, I will preach the gospel where I go in word and in deed. Signs and wonders shall follow me because I am a believer. I expect the supernatural. I expect God to use me. I have length of days, long life, and peace through the word of God. The word of God has all the answers for my life. I'm sorry. I have health because he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all my destruction. I will bless the Lord and remember all his benefits. He has forgiven all my sins. He has healed all my diseases. He has redeemed my life from destruction. By his stripes, I am healed. Jesus said that I have what I desire when I pray because I believe that I receive it. So I believe that I receive. Say it now. What is it that you're believing for this morning? Just say it out loud. What is your desire? Amen. Let's go. He took the limits off, so I put no limits on. I let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. I commit every thought, word, and action 
to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All my children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be their peace. He shall give his angels charge over me and my family to guard, preserve, and keep us in all of our ways. The blood of Jesus cleanses us and covers our lives. Jesus is Lord of my life and all my house. If you believe that today, give the Lord a shout. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.